from Born in the USA to Death to My Hometown. This is you, Spring and Springsteen, on my bean, the comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things Bruce. This is good rock and roll uh, music. And Adam, you, yeah. were play- you were playing air guitar and you were jamming along. I truly feel like I've converted you <laughs> to that song. Yes. You like it now? No. I, I don't. I don't like that song. But you were jamming. Well, you know. What else is there to do? Those are some hot licks. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Hot licks in service of uh, a bad song yeah. is what? Yeah. Uh, what is it? What is it? Come on. Is this an episode of What Is It? <laughs> I guess so. No sense of harmony. No sense of time. Hey everyone, welcome to What Is It? This is Scott. And this is Scott. <laughs> and we're trying to figure out what things are. What is it? You know what I mean? Like, like name any subject. Uh, books. What are these things? What, what is it? Seriously. It's like, uh, uh, like is, is any collection of paper bound together with a spine? And then what do you bind it with? Glue? Sometimes glue, sometimes a, a, a string. Sometimes, sometimes string. a combination of both. How about, how about string? What what, 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 is, what it? is it? It's like some sort of material that's uh, uh, layered together in order to create some sort of a, a rope. Uh, it's uh, small, very small rope. Why don't they just call it small rope? Small rope. Hey, that's what it is. That's what it is. String is small rope. And I'm why not don't saying they, why don't dock they, your boat with it. No. It would break. Why don't they call rope big string? Big string. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. No sense of harmony. No sense of time. Huh. Man, <laughs> these guys are thinking on a different level. Yeah. Playing f- five-dimensional chess. I feel like they're leaving no stone unturned. <laughs> Stones, wait a minute, we gotta go whoa, back. Whoa, whoa, No sense of harmony, no sense of time. Hey everyone, welcome to What Is It? This is Scott. And this is Scott. And we're talking about what things are, and look, we forgot one in our last episode. Stones. What? What is it? What are these things? What the hell is going on? What? I mean, you're walking along down by the riverbank. Right. And, and then suddenly, gonk. You're stepping on something. It's hot because it's in the sun. It's like, fucking shit, fuck it, bro. Ow. Come on, dude. Stop it. And, and then, then you, you look. It's you not look, a dude. No, it's certainly not. It's like some sort of... Uh, sedentary, yeah, amalgam. sediment, uh, 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 a lot of molecules packed together densely. But but you can pick it up. You you no certainly if you were to try to pick it up and the molecules were too far apart, your hand would just go right through it. Go right through it like these, air. These molecules are tight. Yeah, they're they're. It's almost like they're they've been like packed together like a diamond. Yeah. What diamonds? What, what is are, it? What are these what, things? What the? What is what, it? What the fuck are these things? What is it? I've never even seen one in person. Have you? I don't. I don't think they exist. I don't. Know. I, don't I, I don't think anyone's ever seen one in person. Yeah, that's why they're so rare and so expensive. Expensive. What is that? What is it? What? What are we even talking what? about? Come, come on, guys. Why? Come on. Why? Rain it in. Rain it in, who, guys. Who knows? Who cares? Who? Who gives even one shit, let alone five? Who gives ten shits? Who? Uh, you know what? I can care about this thing in less than ten shits. 
I'll take that 10 shits <laughs> and I'll raise 10 shits. 10 shits. What are these what things? What is it? What is what, it? What? Why, why can't you just take one shit when you're a baby and then you're and then done with it? And that's it for life. <laughs> for life. But I'm no, tired of this. You have to take 10 shits 10 a day. over a lifetime. <laughs> oh, wait. We are vastly different. <laughs> 10. You take 10 a day. I take 10 a day. You only take 10 in your entire life? Entire lifetime. Wow. Yeah. What's your secret? Secrets. Sit. What are these things? What is it? We don't have time for this on this episode. Yeah. We got to get to it in the next episode. We could keep going, though. Next episode, we're going to talk about secrets. Oh. We're going to talk about 11 shits. We have so much to 11 cover. 11 shits? What is it? We can't. We can't. What we can't, is Adam. It? We can't. We got to go. Okay. Bye. Bye. No sense of harmony. No sense of time. Don't mention harmony. Say, what is it? What is it? What is it? I have a new favorite show. Me too. But I feel It's not like... that one, by the way. <laughs> no, no. Me neither. I feel like they're not really getting to any answers. They just ask, what is it? And then they freak out. And then yeah. they ask what something else is. It's it's not like Stuff You Should Know, where they raise a topic and then they answer the questions. No. These guys are just kind of raising the questions and then they're a couple and of dumb they, shits. Yeah, then they just admit they have no idea. And, <laughs> and they leave it up to the listener, I guess. I don't, I I don't guess know. So. I don't know. Anyway, it's pretty good, though. Yeah, very, very, very good. <laughs> yep. Um, I, uh, I got to introduce you, man. Thanks. I have to. I've done too many episodes where I don't introduce you, and people are sitting there going, "Like, who are we who, even talking to? What is this?" Um, you notice in in what is what is it? Yeah. What is it? What, what is it? it? What is it? <laughs> what is it? Um, that's Faith No More. Who is that? That's Faith No More. <laughs> in uh, uh, Comedy Bang Bang uh, this week, we. <laughs> <laughs> we, did you were you visited by faith no more members no. <laughs> eugene cordero did a character who, who kept saying what is it oh, really? from the uh from the faith no more song um but is that the big hit they had uh i think yeah what is it yeah i don't remember that we got we, okay we gotta listen that to this. wonderful song uh but uh i'll i'll look for it while i introduce you but oh, okay. uh okay uh, Epic is the uh, title of that song, by the way. Ugh. But uh, why don't we hear it right now before I introduce you? This is Epic. Yeah. Let's find the what is it. Oh, there it is. What? <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. Jesus. Oh, boy. Um, let me introduce this guy. He is um, an actor. He is a singer. He's a dancer. He's a raconteur. He is going on a worldwide tour this year. Come show- see me in your city. Showing off all of these skills, uh, sometimes individually, sometimes at once. Uh, he's doing a... It's a solo arena tour. 365 dates, too, yes. I think you're doing uh, next year. Yeah. Or this year, rather, uh, which you're taking one day off, which is Leap Day, right? Yep. Um, uh, l- luckily, because otherwise it would have been uh, one year and one day. Uh, long tour. Right. Yeah, that's too long. Too long. But he's going out there. You're going to see him in, in uh, whatever town you're in. He's definitely going to go Come to it. Come on out. Tickets There's on sale. Tickets on sale, and you can get all the information at uh, gofuckyourself.com. Yep. Please welcome Adam Scott. Hey, everybody. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. And you want to introduce me, man? This is the man with the fan. Mm-hmm. I have a giant fan like Beyonce does when I do these That's podcasts, right. just point it up at my chin. How do you, what is that? Is that a wind guard you have just so it doesn't get picked up on mic? Yeah. So I have a, a huge fan blowing. Yeah. 
in order to tussle my hair while I do the I mean, podcast. It looks great. It's just an audio format. Unfortunately, yeah, it would be too loud if the mics were able to pick it up. So I have a giant like sneeze guard kind of thing yeah. right in front of it, blocking it so it doesn't actually reach my face. But or the anything. sneeze guard is so dirty because of all the sneezes that yeah. I can't see you. No, but that's just on one side of it. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. the, fan, the fan blows the other side of everyone else's sneezes off. Right, which is a problem because all the sneezes go in my face. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, that's my process. Some call me a weirdo. Well, it is weird. <laughs> but I don't think so. Uh, okay. Please welcome me, Scott Ackerman. Scott Ackerman, everybody. <laughs> the sneeze man. Sneezing Scott, they used to call me. and Sneezing um, all the way to the bank. <laughs> that's right. And boy, when they see me at the bank... They all put up their sneeze guard. That's right. That's a lot of people don't know. Um, they think those are that's like bulletproof glass. No, it's for, sneeze guards. No, it's just sneeze guards. No. Yeah, exactly. They, they may as well just have a little bowl of uh, cucumbers there. I don't know what you mean. Well, by that. it's like a salad bar. Oh yeah, because there's usually among the choices there's cucumbers, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess if I were doing that joke, I would. <laughs> <laughs> Not to critique. No, let's let's take it apart. <laughs> I would maybe go with the more straight, like, oh, yeah, there'd be a bowl of romaine lettuce. Croutons? Croutons would probably tell me something. Because when you say cucumbers, I start to think of what I put on my eyes when I go to the spa. Oh, That's the, the primary oh, usage it. of cucumbers. I love it. Gets those eye bags running for the hills. <laughs> oh, no, here's cucumbers. Oh, oh, let's go, let's go, let's go. Everybody grab your shit, let's go. Oh, wait, is this an episode of... Yes. <laughs> Welcome to uh, This is Scott. And this is Scott. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Love to hear those guys Sophomore, again. Sophomore uh, episode? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think they only put out one, and everyone thought it was a one and done. No, that those no. guys came back. They're in it for the long haul, apparently. Um, Adam, you got your uh, your topo there. Got I my see. topes. Uh, I got sunglasses. I got regular glasses. I got an iPhone. That's uh, all, Your worldly possessions up yeah. to this point are all there on the table in front of me. I bring all of my possessions right. to your house when we record. Sometimes if you you have a lot of stuff, you've uh-huh. you've brought uh, sleeping bags yep. sometimes, sure. you've, but uh, apparently you've sold that. Bag of gorp. Sure, yeah. I traded my sleeping bag for a bag of gorp. <laughs> right, and then, of course, what what happened to the bag of gorp? I consumed it. Right, right. So then you, had, you didn't have anything. No more gorp, just a bag. What'd you trade for that Topo Chico? The bag that I kept the gorp in. Oh, oh, great. Oh, okay. Plastic bag. Plastic bag for the topo. What about the iPhone? What would you trade for that? Just my old iPhone. Your old iPhone? They gave you a new iPhone? Gave me a new one. Weird. Yeah. Huh. Not Apple. Oh, this is not an Apple iPhone. This is not. This is a Bapple. Oh, this is a Bapple. Oh, that, I mean, yeah, that's worse. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Um, right. It just looks exactly like an iPhone. I noticed that uh, those aren't like computer icons on the front. Those are just no. drawings. They're drawings. Um, In crayon? It looks like done by a third grader? Crayon drawings actually done by a fifth grader. Oh, really? Are you smarter than that fifth grader, by the way? No. I met him on the game show. <laughs> oh, okay. And you asked if he could draw some stuff he for you? He beat me, and I said, uh, you look uh. like a smart kid. 
check out my phone and he signed it for me and that's this is his signature that's his signature oh okay crazy he's very smart and yeah and uh, you had bet all of your worldly possessions that you were going to beat him right that's why you don't have it he has all my worldly possessions and my family car you bet your family too god you got to leave your family well my my family is a possession of mine that's true yeah car house car house keys keys on van nuys Keys on Van Nuys. Is Keys still on Van Nuys? What's that? What's what's Keys? What's Keys on Van Nuys? Yeah. Oh my God, Adam! I have something incredible to introduce to you. Uh, Keys on Van Nuys is—it's a local reference, certainly, but uh, uh, we we definitely have to uh, listen to a little bit of this. Uh, keys, keys, keys on Van Nuys. Keys, 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 keys on Two thousand uh, is this on the radio? It's like a TV and uh, radio commercial. Keys on Van Nuys. Keys, that, keys does, is a car uh, something. Does that mean that they get, are paid royalties to the Beach Boys? No, the Beach Boys actually paid them because they were like, we're not popular anymore. Can you please make a song about us? Wow. And and the song has since exploded. Yeah. And boy, the the Beach Boys are so thankful. They went to Keys on Van Nuys on their knees and were like, "Thank you, <laughs> we're pieces of shit." Thank, Thank you, you. <laughs> um, Keys on Van Nuys is a is a local reference that a lot of people <laughs> make because those well, if you're commercials going are omnipresent. Simply by my awareness, it's <laughs> swept the nation. How long have you been here? You've been here twenty years, haven't 30. you? Thirty. You've been here thirty years. Yes. Yeah. When's your anniversary? When's your thirty? It years? was in. Uh, uh, Rocktober, just this past really? Rocktober. Really? Yeah. You remember uh, it being Rocktober because uh, because Halloween was right around the corner? That's or what? when I moved from Pasadena where uh, where I was living and moved to Hollyweird mm. in October of 1993. Right across the street from Gelson's? Yes. Yeah. Well, no, it was it was different. It was Kitty Corner different. to uh, the Daily Pl- to the Bourgeois Pig and Daily Planet. That. Oh, okay. Did you was did you move across the street from Gelson's, or I eventually ended up there. So you moved approximately one block. These are all like very local references. I moved directly across Franklin from the Villa Carlotta, which is that building there. Moved to an apartment building down that little street. Then after that, I moved directly across Gelson's. Wow, three different places in one block. One block. (laughs) Why bother? I don't know. (laughs) I was. Boy, 20, by the time I moved out of that neighborhood, I must have been 23. So when you go to that neighborhood, and that's the neighborhood, by the way, that uh, Scientology is is, yes, is right there, which is why you moved there, right? Because um, you wanted right. to be close by that's right. to where you were worshiping. That's right. Um, and, uh, you know, get, getting your E-meters read sure. and all that kind of stuff. Uh, your Thetans, all that kind of yep. stuff. Uh but uh, when you when you pass by that neighborhood, are you uh, uh, nostalgic for it? Yes. You ever go to your old apartment, knock on the door, and give them a thrill and say, "Hey, uh, I used to shit right over there," <laughs> and point at your bedroom. <laughs> my my uh, apartment window. I had bed sheets. Yes. For did I already tell you the this? classic bed sheet story? I love oh, okay. this. Though. All right. Yes. You 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 couldn't afford a window treatment, so you just hung like push with a pushpin bed sheet or tax yeah. maybe. Yes, yes. Yeah. Hung bed sheets. Yeah. Did I already tell you this? Seriously, you told me about the bed sheets. Okay, is so there the more bed to the sheets story? were there? 
Well, in the establishing shot of the building and swingers. Yes, you have told me that. Okay. You, you can, can see, see your bed, bed sheets. Sheet. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a dark green. It was hideous. Right. And you can see the faint silhouette of someone stroking their tiny penis. <laughs> <laughs> and then John Favreau at some point says like, who's got that little penis by, yeah, up in that who's window? Who's that small dicked individual? <laughs> Wow, but you've come so far, Adam. It's so wonderful to to uh, see just like you were just a nobody back then, and now you're a guy with a podcast about Bruce Springsteen. That's right. Can you believe it? <laughs> Life is funny Life that way. Life is crazy. Well, it's 2024. We are coming up on our 10-year anniversary of doing this show, and uh, very exciting. Yeah. yeah, coming up in February, I believe. And uh, what are we doing to celebrate? We going out? Uh, you taking me out somewhere? Or we're gonna go have uh, dinner at uh, at a very romantic spot that oh, I like. I like uh, to bring you. <laughs> um, it's, it's. Am I gonna pl- get dolled up or what? You're gonna. I'd like you to wear a spicy little number if you could. <laughs> sure. Um, May I, I was thinking I would wear the David S. Pumpkin suit. That would be great. That's what I meant. Great. A spicy little number. Sure. Okay. Okay. David is. Um, and uh, it's it's this cool little little spot. It's it's often crowded. Mm. Or even if it's not crowded, it feels crowded. Oh, okay. What is this? It's called up your button around the corner. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. You know what? We don't need to go out. This this feels like we're already you know what? celebrating. We should have an anniversary show though yeah sure with the like big name guests oh yeah we'll have bono bonobos like call in and, yep. and thank us that's for right. everything we fucking did for him <laughs> that's right <laughs> um uh, yeah we should you know we could well we'll figure we'll it out. talk about it off air um because on air we're here doing a show called you spring and springsteen on my bean and uh yeah. Today we're covering a little album called High Hopes. I can't wait to hear all about like why this album exists. Yeah. Well, I I got the info. You can just call me an infomaniac. Oh man. Um, You're like the information superhighway. <laughs> I am. It's like, "Hey, but uh, let's put a speed limit on this." <laughs> yeah. Everyone cuz uh you it's getting a little drive, dangerous. You can't drive fifty-five though, right? Yeah, you can drive forty-five though because that's fine. A, yeah. What if what if Hagar was talking about like he likes to go slower? He doesn't like to go so fast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I, suddenly, I can't drive fifty-five. And then, much like Bruce Springsteen with "Born in the USA," everyone misunderstands yep. him and is like, "Whoa, that's so fucking cool!" He and he's like, like, "Uh, yeah, sure, that's what I meant." Yeah, and he kind of just goes along for the ride because it <laughs> yeah. makes him seem cool. But yeah, he was but it's actually, too it, the ride's too fast. Yeah, yeah. But now t- to get places like on jets, on tour buses. Yeah. They tend to go over 55 miles It'd be great to, to to get onto a jet because these things Ugh. go too fast. We've always said this. Yeah. I, I mean, as, lo- as long as I can remember, I've been saying they go too fast. They go fast. too fast. It's, it's not safe. It's too dangerous. I would love it if a jet, you, you were to go to LAX or, you yeah. know, SeaTac, wh- mm-hmm. where, wherever. Yeah. Does it, uh, do any I, of those places. Any of the, does it, doesn't matter to me one whit or one shit. Sure. Or I don't one care. Bit. I, I don't I don't care one shit about this. <laughs> but wherever you go, you get onto the plane. Yeah. You sit down, bing, seatbelts, fashion sure. seatbelts, all yeah. that, all the everything. All, yeah. The accoutrement of uh air travel. Everything we love about it. Oh. And yes. then plane takes off and it goes forty five miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Or what if it just goes 
five miles an hour. Five miles an hour. And you know what? But the and you would say, well, why don't you just take a car then to wherever you're going? Yeah. Cause you have to sleep. Yeah. Duh. Duh. <laughs> I like to sleep. I sorry. Yeah. I like to sleep. Sue me right now. Bring me to court. Yeah. I like sleeping. Seriously. Uh, try, uh, try to find some case law. Exactly. Uh, Where's the precedent? Yeah. Good luck. I, I like if I'm going to New York. I want it to take. 73 hours. That's right. And I want to sleep during that, 72 of those. That's right. And then one hour for waking up and taking 10 <laughs> shits. I don't know. Um, so we are talking about high hopes uh, in addition to talking about air travel. Those are our two main yeah. interests this week. Um, and uh, very excited to, to do it. And by the way, uh, for those of you listening, we are not going to be talking about Western Stars on this episode. We're going to try to sneak in another app yeah. to talk about that because we got a lot of requests. A bonus. A lot of fans of Western Stars. Yeah. So we're uh, we're going to try to split these up because the, when I started listening to High Hopes, I was like, this is too many songs. And then you also have the EP at the end of it that uh, that they put out the same year with all the leftovers and everything. So it's just... Isn't, it's, isn't the album already leftovers, kind of? It is, but then they, they had four other songs that were leftovers, too, that they put out a few months later. So it's like, come on, guys. What are we going to cover? All of this on, and guys. Western Stars? Come, come on. on. So we're going to talk about High Hopes today. Uh, and we're going to have fun. God damn it. Oh, and, yeah. And you're going to have fun listening to it or else why the fuck are we even doing this? You know what I mean? That is such a good question. Um, like, w- 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 first of all, we're doing this for free. Like, are you getting a million dollars per episode, Adam? Because I'm not. No. No, I'm not. I'm getting $950,000 <laughs> per episode. You are? Yeah. Who's paying you that? What are you? What are you? You're not getting paid like at all for this? No, I'm getting zero. You're getting nine hundred. Were you supposed to split this with me? Can you no. look, look up the email? I'm sorry, I made a mistake. I'm not getting paid for this either. Why are you winking at me? Because I have something in my eye. I'm not getting paid. <laughs> I I for feel this. like all these winks are telling me that you are getting paid. No, I'm not. Okay, as long as you're not getting nine, and you were supposed to split it with me so that we each get four hundred and seventy-five thousand an episode. Ugh, that, how great would that be? Oh my god, I, we would if if we were getting paid anything to do this, we would, would do great. more. We would do more episodes. That would probably. be fantastic. Um, we are gonna be doing uh uh you know what we talk about when we say that we're gonna be talking about high hopes. <laughs> I got lost in that sentence somehow. But um, we need to take a break, Adam, if that's cool. Sure. And um, when we come back, we're going to talk about a little album called High Hopes on a show called You Spring and Springsteen on My Bean. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back. You spring and Springsteen on my bean. And we're talking about an album called High Hopes. Uh, do you know the Frank Sinatra song, High Hopes? I don't think I do. One of the more annoying songs in the American songbook, hmm. uh, mainly because it has a children's choir on it. I think, I think children's choir is a bad move. 
just generally just or, generally for yeah. any for any song why it's, do you think that it's just annoying here let me play a little bit of it and you'll see how annoying it is i love it so far <laughs> Just what makes that Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Both of you. Frank and the kids. Let's wait for the for the chorus. But um is it that I, Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I remember we had to sing it in Ellen. Yeah, there it is. Who made you sing this? High Apple Pie in the Sky Hopes. Yeah. Oh, you still remember it. Oh, yeah, I do remember it. I think I found the new theme song for this show though. This. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, I'm gonna put this uh, into my playlist just so I remember that for next week. <laughs> I remember in the third grade, we had a uh, my teacher. We had this singing, and no one liked it. But that was like it was all songs like that, like tie a yellow ribbon, Ugh. high hopes, just all that shit. All it seems like. They never came up with any new songs. I bet they're still singing these. I know. Tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. Yeah. Who has ever liked that song? Fuck. I remember the first, I was a kid when I heard that, and I, a similar situation. Like, we have to sing this in class, yeah. and you hear that song, and you're like, this is one of the worst fucking this songs you've ever heard. And then also square dancing. Did you have to do square yeah. dancing? Yeah. The, square dancing, so for, a, I think, a calendar year, or, a, or at least a semester, we had to take square dancing classes, like once a week, and with the with knowing that we were all going on some sort of uh, vacation up in the mountains or something for three days, and and we were told we had to learn the square dancing because there was going to be a dance. We're all ten, by the way, ten or eleven. Yeah, there's going to be a dance, and you were going to be required to ask someone of the opposite sex to dance during this. And it was Jesus. like the first, you know, and it was like, you have to do this. And it was the first time where like the whole societal pressure of like, yeah, romantic. That's awful. Yeah. For yeah. Little kids. So, so we learned how to square dance for a, for a semester once a week, learning all the Alaman left, Alaman right. Look it up if you don't know what these terms mean, because I was a square dancing I wonder machine. if it's some vestige of, just like, if was it part of like California public school curriculum or something? Like, why were we both, why were we both? I in know. square dancing around the age of 10? I also think that it was something in the late 70s, early 80s, where like cowboy culture was very big uh, because weird. i remember they they were playing the gambler like kenny rogers songs when we were square dancing or uh, oh, right. uh uh what coward of the county and you know urban cowboy and all right. these like urban like cowboy. pickup truck culture yeah. cowboy culture was bigfoot. very big remember bigfoot remember loch ness monster no but the truck bigfoot no but remember the monster loch ness monster yes lived in Loch Ness, Scott. Yeah, the, Scott. yeah, Nessie, they called her. Ooh, scary. Scary stuff. A little, been, too, a little too frightening. There's only been one photo, though, because she's very shy. She's so shy. She's, I mean, I wanted her to star in a movie. Me too. I was like, you know, it would be hard, though. It would be hard to, for her. Like, she's never going to be ready for a close-up. <laughs> You've heard about Mr. DeMille and all these yeah. close-ups he was giving everyone. It's like, hey, Mr. DeMille, over here, over here. Yeah. Over here, Mr. DeMille, over here. And then with Nessie, it's like, 
Mr. DeMille's like, where'd you go? (laughs) Oh, no. Are we back in an episode? I think we are. Hey, everyone. Welcome to... This is Scott. And this is Scott. Um, Nessie really got got his goat. You know, there's been there's been Bigfoot movies, Harry yeah. and the Hendersons, the rest. There's not really been a good Loch Ness yeah, monster what movie. What the fuck is going on? Where a Loch Ness monster is either good or evil. Like the good version is a family adopts her. Yeah. The evil Loch- version is like your movie Piranha 3D, where Nessie like eats yeah. a bunch of. Tourists, and you're on a jet ski with a shotgun, just like Nessie, get over here! <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> teaming up or trying to blow her away? No, just like come on, come over here so I can blow your brains out. <laughs> I don't know. That's not a good enticement, by the way. No, come. Yeah, you would have to kind of work on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like come over here. The I have bait some, would I've, need to I've, shift. I've, I have some fish for you. That's right. Start That's there. Probably better. Um. Anyway, uh, Loch Ness monster, uh, square dancing. Yeah. So tell me about the square dancing. You had started it, and then I I took it and ran with it. No, I we just had to do it. Like every week, we had square dancing. Yeah, and it was so lame. Did they ever? They never put the pressure on you though to invite. No, we. I think we did have to. I feel like I'm we've talked about this before, but I don't. I think care. we have actually somewhat recently, but not <laughs> as in depth as right now. But maybe we did. We, I, we probably did, but but I don't remember having to go ask. But maybe. We did. I just remember having to dance. It was just wildly inappropriate and super boring and very <laughs> shitty. What was what was the worst part about it? The inappropriateness, the boringness, or the shittiness? Hmm. I feel like the shittiness was maybe the worst. That's the worst. I remember part. I hated the music. And the the like steps were so lame. Yeah, you got to go to the left, then the right. It's like, come on, guys. And then hook arms and hook arms. Ugh, God. Was that the Alamond, by the way? The Alamond. The Alamond. That's the. I think that's where you stick your hand out, like you're shaking hands, and you do it to the left, and then you then you go wink. They do it in Guffman. In waiting for Guffman, they do a little square dancing. Wouldn't that have been great though if you had auditioned for Guffman and said, "Oh yeah, you know," like they asked, "Well, look, you can have the part, but do you know how to square dance?" Yeah, like I got this. Yeah, no problem. No problem. I wonder if square dancing was on my special skills. My first. It should have been. I bet you could pick. Even though neither of us have done it now in probably forty years. Oh, I'm sure I could do it. Yeah, definitely. But I, I should make sure my agent puts it on my special you skills. You definitely, yeah, especially, uh, are you taking new headshots, by the way? Yeah, I, I'm going to take them uh, this afternoon. You're shooting them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. I have a bunch of outfits for you because we Great. need a bunch of different looks. Oh, we, yeah. We need the doctor with the stethoscope. Guy with too many papers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do they call those? Composites? Composites? Composites, I think. Um, I don't think I ever did a composite. Neither did I. 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 Okay. So then we get up to the the winter, you know, field trip or whatever. Oh yeah. And this is what I remember from it. This is the only time in my life I've ever been in a place where they showed like snowboarding and skateboarding films, 
and they were legitimately a projector in films. And I didn't know these things existed, like compilations of people doing tricks and stuff. Uh And everyone is going, whoa, the entire time. Wait, on the trip? On the trip, You were watching a movie? Yeah. At night, in the big mess hall or wherever we were. And the movie was just a compilation of people doing skiing and snowboarding tricks? Snowboarding, skateboarding, like any any of these kind of extreme things. And were you like... Why do? Why did I have to learn how to square dance to be here? <laughs> Could we have learned how to do this? Yeah, but I I didn't know these things existed, and it was the first time I'd ever been like, oh, a compilation of, of like awesome tricks cool makes things. the crowd go wild. Yeah, um, and then we did the dance, and I remember me and about four other nerds just like hung out on the wall the entire time and never asked anyone mm. to dance. So the whole year or or six month long worrying about this night. And then you were there and you're like, I'm just not going to yeah. do it. Yeah, exactly. Did you get in trouble for no, not asking? No one, no, no one was paying attention. No one no one cared. Why did you go on this trip? That's my question. What was I'm the... sure it was supposed to be fun. Yeah. Was it, was it educational? Doesn't that I don't like know. it. Because I literally don't remember anything else we did. Yeah. It doesn't sound fun to me. So are you telling me that as, as an adult... Mm-hmm. If I were, if me and and my wife, who's great friends with your wife mm-hmm. and a couple other couples that we know, mm-hmm. were to say like, hey, what if we went up to the mountains this weekend, hung out in a cabin, at dinner we'll show some skateboarding movies, <laughs> yeah, and, and then, we'll like scream at them, and then we'll square dance at night. Like take mushrooms and square dance? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're saying you wouldn't want to do that? No. That's, it I'm sounds kind of fun. Now that sounds fantastic. <laughs> Get rid of everything but the mushrooms. And yeah, I'm in. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Um, square dancing as an adult, I think, is a wonderful way to spend your time. <laughs> what a, what a, I mean, just what a waste of time. Ugh. Like, maybe it was going to come back for a few years. I don't know. But then, well, I think, you know, you're a teacher. You're just trying to fill the fucking day. That's a thing. I, hats off to our teachers. Of, because my class was probably like 40 kids. Yeah. And and we're, yes, we're complaining about, you know, our public school system, but you try it. Yeah. Is what I say. Like, I've like i I've gone to schools and, and given talks and stuff like that. I'm bored out of my mind and don't have anything to say after an hour. Yeah. Try to do it eight hours a, a day, five days a week. That's right. You know? So they're just like, the teachers are like, oh, thank God. The, yeah. Mr. Square Mr. Johnson knows how to square dance and yeah. is willing to take this over. I can go outside and smoke a cigarette. Yeah. We've got an hour. Oh, thank God. Anyway, so uh, uh, our teachers, hats off to them. They must be proud of us. 100% hats <laughs> off to all of the teachers, particularly public school teachers. Um, and also, honestly, the private school teachers that we pay their salaries. Um, uh, uh, us Hollywood celebrities taking our kids to <laughs> to private schools. You're also the best of the best. incredible teachers in the private schools, for sure. Yeah, you're the best of the best, and you deserve to get paid more than these public school teachers. <laughs> no, no. No, 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 no. Um, you know what they should do with private schools? What's that? All the money that goes to the private school, they should just turn around and give to the public school because they deserve it more. And then everyone at the private school does everything for free. (laughs) That's a great idea. All of the teachers at private schools do it on a voluntary basis. See? 
but then to make money, they have to get jobs at the public school. Yes. So they just don't sleep because they're always yeah, working. Exactly. That yeah. makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. I think we figured it out. Done. We figured. We should out- call oh. Gavin Newsom and tell him we figured yeah. everything. You no, know, we should do. We should do an Abbott Elementary episode about this. Great idea. For we we donate our time. Yes. I'll write it and direct it. Yes. You star in it. Great. We don't have the regular cast. And then just submit it to Quinta Brunson. <laughs> yep. And say like, here we made this for you. Take take the week off. They'll. You know what? They'll air it. They'll air it. They'll. Uh, uh, especially they'll after a it. strike. They're going to air it. Please. Speaking of trying to fill time, they'll they'll air it. They're just looking for content. 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 It's about content. Content. I love being a content creator, as I'm I'm sure you are as well. The best. Speaking of content, though, we have a a lot of great content that we're talking about today. Uh, We're talking about a little album called High Hopes. And this album, uh, Adam, is by Bruce Springsteen. Um. Do you want to get into it? What do you yeah, say? Let's do it. Let's talk about some stats. You know, I love the stats. All right. So you our, love them. I love them. Where would we be without stats? Okay. So our last uh, episode, we talked about Wrecking Ball, which came out in 2012, uh, March 6th to, to be exact. And uh, this album comes out a f- less than two years later. It comes out. If you had to guess the date, what would you say? Uh, well, first of all, I would say probably 2014. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. Um, let's say June 3rd. No, it's less than two years. Oh. So, and that one came out in March. Oh, so I would say January. Yeah. Jan- January 14th. What? That's right. January so 14th, guess. 2014, this album comes out. Can you imagine? I can't. I can't. I can't wrap my mind around that. It's so crazy. Um, we got a a ton of people on it, a ton of producers. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, in the production side of it, uh, you have uh, good old producer Ron is back. Aniello. Okay. Springy himself. Uh, but you also have the return of Brendan O'Brien. Why? We'll talk about it. Hmm. Was it a leftover from leftover? That's right. Mm-hmm. They made a sh- TV show about it called The Leftovers. Hmm. Got into some weird areas that uh, didn't have anything to do with Bruce Springsteen. A lot like this podcast. Um, and uh, so, so what exactly was going down with this record, Adam? I don't know. You want to know how it all came to be? Yes. So remember, we were talking about Wrecking Ball. Um. Uh, it's so hard to imagine that this album is the result of, you know, the butterf- the butterfly effect? Yeah. Butterfly flaps its wings and everything is different. Ashton Kutcher movie. Yeah. Ashton Kutcher suddenly, wow. Uh, this, everything, this album would probably not exist without the TV show Lilyhammer. Hmm. <laughs> Isn't okay. that crazy to think about? Yes. Netflix makes Lilyhammer, suddenly... Springsteen makes high hopes. I feel like you bring up Lilyhammer like every third episode. <laughs> I hope so. Um, thankfully, Springsteen was not in a situation much like Kelly Clarkson was with Clive Davis mm-hmm. uh, back uh, when. You Cl- bring that up a lot too. <laughs> <laughs> not Clive joking. Davis wanted to wanted her to go back. And yeah, re-record. she was in a bind. <laughs> she, I think she figured it out. 
Um, no. Okay. So Lily Hammer uh, is in production, and Little Steven in has... Norway is that where? The... Look, you're gonna catch me and hear that I don't know anything about Lily Hammer. Uh, I'm not a true Spring Springo fan if I haven't watched every episode of Lily Hammer, but I confess that I have not. I have. You have? have yeah, you just really? since the last time we saw each oh, other. Oh, good. Yeah, was it good? It was very good. Got it. I got to catch up. Um, so they're making Lily Hammer and Little Steven has to drop out of the Wrecking Ball tour. And a few months before that, Springo had had, we talked about him last week. Good old Tom Morello. Uh-huh. I think uh, in Anaheim or something, he came out and, and guested on The Ghost of Tom Joad, right. which Rage Against the Machine, who just broke up the other day, by the way. They did? They are not rescheduling their missed concerts. They have broken up for good, they say. Of course, Why? they've broken up twice before. Uh, I don't know. They didn't say. They didn't get into the nitty gritty of it. Do you know anything about the dynamics of that band and why they break up? I, all I know is one of them uh, is supposedly a lunatic. I uh, don't know which one. A conspiracy theorist lunatic. And oh. uh, and I don't think they get along. Oh. I don't know. Okay. Uh, d- no idea, though. Don't really know that much about the band. Haven't done a lot of research. Got it. Um, and don't even know if I'm right about the one member being nuts, but uh, I feel like I am. I've so I'm just going to say I've it. talked to Tom Morello, and I believe w- the time I or two that I've chatted with him, we talk about Bruce Springsteen. Was the, Did you talk to him the day that I saw him eating lunch next to me at this place in the Valley? Um, was I there? No. Oh, yeah, I probably saw him that day. Probably that day. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's cool. Was he uh, cool to talk to? Yeah, he's a really nice nice guy. Yeah, seems like uh, he's probably uh, got a good Smart head on dude. his shoulders. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, as discussed in our previous episode, little Steven goes off. He's taping Lily hammer, a show. I know nothing about other than the, the posters had him staring really, uh, with a steely stern look on his face, mm-hmm. uh, right down the barrel of the camera mm-hmm. as if to say Lily hammer. Yeah. Um, one thing I heard about him and the Sopranos is that David chase, mm-hmm. the creator of the Sopranos mm-hmm. offered him this role in The Sopranos. And Little Steven said, well, I'm not an actor, um, so I don't want to take a part away from an actor. Yeah. So write me a new part that doesn't exist already, and I'll do that part. But that's another part that he would then be <laughs> taking from an actor. I know. I, I, I constantly wonder if David Chase was like, uh, sure I will, and then just like gave him the part he, he meant to give him anyway. But That's uh, very sweet, but also... <laughs> Slightly nonsensical, but I get it. <laughs> sure. Um, so he's in Lily Hammer. Tom yeah. Morello comes in and joins the Wrecking Ball tour for the last third of it, maybe. This okay. is just off the top of my head. Um, they're having a good time. They then they're trying to figure out what to do, and Springy is trying to figure out how to showcase Tom Morello uh, to to kind of be like, you know, don't just sit in the background and yeah, you know play whatever uh we want to play play with us yeah like do you are there songs that you want to play and uh tom morello uh remember when we talked about the greatest hits there was a song uh called high hopes that they recorded 
uh, for the Greatest Hits album. Oh, when they did those couple songs? They did, they, yeah, they, they did more than a couple because it ended up not being on Greatest Hits. It ended up being on that EP that they put out um, of all the leftovers. Um, but uh, they put out this song, High Hopes, on this EP, and uh, Tom Morello heard it. I guess he was listening to Bruce Springsteen radio at this point. Uh, he had the Sirius XM station where they would play like you know a lot of stuff and he heard that song from the blood brothers ep and he said i could really jam on that can we do that song and that's the quote that's in like three different books i've read i could really jam on that on high hopes yeah do you want to hear a little bit of the old version of high hopes so you hear that right there and you go oh tom morello because he's doing that yeah So it sort of got a groove to it. Um, and High Hopes, by the way, is a cover. It's a cover by a, an Australian band, the Javelinas. Um, so Springy was like, what do I give a shit? Sure, let's do it. Yeah. I'm sure he was a little more passionate than that. Yeah. <laughs> than I'm characterizing What do it. I give a shit? So they they start doing that in the set list. They start doing Ghost of Tom Joad in the set list. Right. On a regular basis. And it's a little more hard. Um, and uh, uh, so they're in Australia during this part of the, the Wrecking Ball tour. And they cut both of these songs. Um, and normally when a, an artist does something like this, like in the past, in earlier decades, they would just, they'd put out a single, right? An A-side and a B-side. Yeah. But they, you know, the record business is different now, so there's not really an opportunity to do this as just like, you know, I mean, yes, they could have put out an internet-only single or something. Yeah. But they, Springy starts going like, oh, this sounds pretty good. And then they had already been working, I guess, on new versions of the the two songs that we've heard live versions of. They're both uh, from the the Rising tour, American Skin, Forty One uh-huh. Shots, yeah. and Land of Hopes, Land of Hope and Dreams. Right. We heard the live versions of it back when we were covering those albums. Right. So they'd been working on like studio versions of it with Tom Morello. Right. So Springy is like, huh. <sighs> really giving it a think. <laughs> he's real. I mean, he's sitting there. So is Tom Morello on this whole album? Yeah, oh. pretty much, almost. So, so they have these four things, right? And Spring Springo is just like, <sighs> I think maybe we got an album. Whoa. So. What they do is they have all of these leftovers from various sessions that they've never put out, leftover songs, and they scoop all those up and have Tom Morello play over all those. Yeah. Um, And then they do a few new songs as well. And basically this album is, as they say, an odds and sods collection Yeah. uh, of unreleased material and covers uh, that they just kind of recorded while they were on this Wrecking Ball tour in bits and pieces along the way. uh, Springo talks about how he has a folder on his computer 
of all these songs that they've thrown away over the years that he listens to after shows just to see if like anything in the show they just did inspires him to be like, oh, we could do this with it. We could do this with it. So this was all cut on the Wrecking Ball tour uh, from old sessions and a few new sessions. And so it's this hodgepodge album of a bunch of different styles and a bunch of different types of songs. And it's the only Springo album that has more than one cover other than the Seeger sessions. Um, it's weird just because it's, it, is it like, a? do you think him fulfilling a contract? Like a, I think so. Cause I, it doesn't, it feels like he's so careful with his releases and things being finished and, just so and why is he putting something out right now and this just feels sort of haphazard I, for him i do believe that he signed a a multi-album contract somewhere around uh this is off the top of my head too so it's somewhere around magic of the rising or something uh-huh. like that and i think he i this is just me totally speculative speculative pie in the sky i believe somewhere around this period around working on a dream, he has albums to put out in order to fulfill this contract. And so they get a little less careful with stuff. Got it. Um, Maybe. Maybe, but we don't know. And and truly, it could have been just like, he's stoked to put this collection out because he wants to document Tom Morello being part of the band. Because he he does say in his autobiography that... Having Tom Morello in the band opened up a whole sonic palette that had never been available sure, to them before. Which makes total sense. Yeah, adding a bunch of wheel, wheel <laughs> over every song. <laughs> um, so it's a curious album um, that we are excited to listen to to sort of rediscover. I remember when it came out, it, it was almost like they set expectations low. And talked about like, oh, this is just kind of a B-sides, yeah. uh, you know, unreleased material album. I think that's why I never really gave it a fair shake. Yeah. But but also they were trying to say, but it is a real album because like, you know, we're, we're marketing it. In. Yeah. So they were trying to have it uh, both ways. Yeah. We'll see. People ex- love it. Do they? Don't they? We'll huh. see. We'll see. Um, we'll see what we think of it as well. Um, we're going to go track by track on it as well as the American Beauty EP. And this is very exciting because we're doing a little show called You Spring and Springsteen on My Bean. We're going to have to take a break, though. When we come back, we will go through all of I Hope's the album. We'll be right back with more You Spring and Springsteen on My Bean after this. Welcome back. You spring and Springsteen on my bean. And Springsteen Bean 2014. Ah, it's a lot crazy. of rhymes when it comes to high hopes. And you're a big, like, you use rhymes to try and predict the future. Of course, yeah. To read into, like, you're big on, like, yeah. 9-11 stuff with rhyming. Yeah, the uh, 11, 7. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, heaven. Yeah, all, no. all those all those people went to heaven. I totally hear that. Yeah, um, we're talking about 
an album called High Hopes today, mm. and uh, we've we've gone into the background of it as a whole. Um, I will say that uh, is it in this book? Yes, it mm-hmm. is. This is the last. Uh, we're talking about the book, uh, the stories behind the songs, which is a reference book we've been using on the show uh, by Brian Hyatt, and it is the last album covered in this uh, book. So Western Cars isn't on there? Western Cars is not, yeah. Okay. A totally different album by Bruce Springsteen than Western yeah. Stars. No, it's, West- the, it's, the, <laughs> it's the, the... He gets rid of the horses. Yep. It's all... Same songs, but same it's, songs. it's about cars. Yeah, when he talks about Pontiacs right. and Cadillacs, he's talking about horses. That's right. Um, I mean cars. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even <laughs> stick the landing on that. I don't know if it was really worth sticking. Yeah, probably a landing. Not. It was also it was the sequel to Cars Three, the oh. unofficial sequel. So cars, Western Cars, it's Western Cars in parentheses Cars Four. Yes, <laughs> um, but we'll talk about that what later. A weird way to release a sequel to a movie. Release a as a Bruce Springsteen album. <laughs> I know uh, more people should do it. Just though. a Cars version of an album that already exists. Yeah, and that's Cars Four. Um. All right. Let's let's talk about each of these songs individually because uh, you know they all have different um, origins uh, in how they came to be. And um, this is the leadoff track. Oh no! What I wanted to mention is this album when it came out. I think an important thing to mention is. Um, that let me find it is that uh, on January 14th, the day it came out, 2014, mm-hmm. um, the entire episode of Late Night with Jimmy Fallon was dedicated to Springsteen. Um, and uh, Springsteen and Fallon both dressed as Springsteen from the Born in the USA era. Performed, oh, I remember that. Performed a parody song to the theme of Born to Run titled Governor Christie Traffic Jam. Wow. So that I just wanted to make sure everyone knew that. the test of time. <laughs> wow. Um, all right, let's get into it. Uh, this is track one. This is the leadoff track, I believe. First single from, yeah, the only single released from the record. This is the titular High Hopes by Bruce Springsteen. Breathless army breaking like a clock. 
High hopes, Adam. Here's a little of that Tom Morello flair. I think it's, uh, so, so the East, the edibles have now expanded to, you know, Jake, uh, the big man's nephew is in the band. Mm-hmm. They have a full horn section now, which I think Springo had always wanted to tour with, but couldn't afford in quotes. Um, so what I like about it is it's like a new sound in a way. You got the full kind of Oingo Boingo horns in the background. You now have a totally different lead guitarist. What do we think? Of? Um, I feel like this would be really fun to see live. Mm-hmm. This song. It sounds especially if you were like two feet away from them. Yeah. If you were on stage with them. Yeah. Jamming so with them. Fun. Um, it's yeah, it's it's a fun song. I don't know if it's a great song. It's a cover. It's by the oh, it uh, uh, the L.A. Uh, uh, folk band, the Havelinas. Uh, a uh, gentleman by the name Tim Scott McConnell wrote it. Um, he also uh, wrote a song called "Swear," which was covered by Sheena Easton hmm. um, into a modest hit. Um, and I think. They played it on like 120 minutes and Spring Springo saw it back in the 90s and was like, oh, I bet I could sing this. That's he cool. he kind of liked the lyrics. So they made that Edible Street Band version um, from the Greatest Hit Sessions. And then um, then this came out. Cool. What do you think? I think it's fine. I think it's like, uh, you know, it would be interesting to hear a whole album in this style of of this particular band. Like if they add enough material to do a whole album, it would be kind of interesting. But so are the edibles on the whole record as well as Tom Morello? Not sprinkled throughout. It, it's 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 weird because all all of the songs come from different sessions, and so right. which we can talk about um, who is on what. But uh, on this particular one, you definitely have Roy Bitten. Um, you have uh, you don't have Federici. He's not on it. Uh, Nils is on this song. Okay. Patty's on this song. Gary Talent is on this song. Steven, little Steven is not. Max is not. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of like here and there. Depends on what you know, wh- which session it's from. Whether any of the edibles are on it or not. Interesting. Yeah. So that's high hopes. So wait, Springsteen was on. Was Fallon still doing late night, or was he on the Tonight Show yet? Good question. It was late night with Jimmy Fallon, not the Tonight Show. God, when did we did when did he start on the Tonight Show? Just like a year later, probably a year later. Huh. Yeah. All right. I want to see that. I haven't seen the the late night with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, with Springsteen. I want to see that episode. Well, let me introduce you to something called the internet. A lot of incredible things await you. Day, what? <laughs> um, okay, so let's go to track two. Adam, this is a song called Harry's Place, and this is by Bruce Springsteen. Too hard, need a hand. 
speaks, it's Harry's streets In Harry's house, it's Harry's rules You don't wanna be around, brother, when Harry schools It's Harry's car, Harry's wife Harry's dogs on Harry's town Your blood and money spit shines Harry's crown You don't fuck with Harry's money, you don't fuck Harry's girls These are the rules, this is the world Harry's place, Adam. Wow. <laughs> let's let's just song number two. Let's call it out. This is one of the craziest songs he's ever recorded. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a like a Don Henley song yeah, from sounds, like 1984. Yeah, it's it it sounds like Don Johnson's heartbeat. Yes, or it does. Don saying it. Don Smuggler's Henley. Blues, Glenn Fry. That's a better compare because Don Henley has some awesome songs from that period. Right. This sounds like a. Glenn like Fry a, song. Yes. yes. Or or like you said, that, that Don Johnson. Yeah, that particular Don Johnson song. It's, it's really it, weird. So so here's the genesis of this. Springo plays it for Brendan O'Brien on the piano. It's Brendan like, O'Brien produced that track. Yeah. So it's a so it's a, a piano song. And Brendan O'Brien gets the big idea to do it like this, uh-huh. to do it with the the gated bass. Uh, you know, the what's hu- a gated bass? It's I, I've tried to explain gated drums before, and I don't think I did it correctly. It's a production technique to uh-huh. make it to make everything sound really loud, but uh-huh. I it also like echoey, yeah, and it uh, like up front in the mix, yeah, yeah. uh, with not a lot of echo actually. Oh, um, but so not echoey, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but but again, maybe I'm wrong, but it. it it also sounds like it could be a synth bass, but I, I see that Gary Talent is credited on this song. But, but, but the weird part is, is it started as piano, and then Brendan O'Brien gets the idea to do it like this '80s pastiche, and he doesn't even like it. He's kind of quoted as saying, "Like, well, they're not all perfect, are they? <laughs> like, really? You try things, and uh, that one got left off of Magic, and I thought that was a pretty good idea." And, but Springo has this song rattling around on his computer and then plays it for Tom Morello and just says like, go crazy over this. So it's got Tom Morello just going like all over the entire thing. It sounds like an eighties homage. Yeah. Which I, I don't mind. It just doesn't end up really being a great song. It's also crazy that it's song two, but then I was thinking about it like, Okay, if it were later than that, you would kind of go, "What the fuck is this?" Cuz I I've, guess, but there's some good songs on here. You would think you would f- try and front load you it would, at least a little. You would probably just leave it off, but if you really wanted to put it on, I think 2 is the only place you could put it because it's saying like, "Hey, that first song, not every song is going to be like this. We're yeah. going to have crazy weird shit." But there shit are no others like this, which I know, is weird. I know. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, curiosity. I I mean, maybe he just really likes the song and who gives a shit. It's kind of funny to hear him like, you don't fuck with Harry's girl. I know. (laughs) It's so bizarre. Uh, So this is not uh, your daddy's Bruce Springsteen album, but say hi to him from us. Yeah. Yeah. Say hi to your daddy. Say hi to your daddy. It's uh, a guess. He's a good fellow. It's bizarre. Truly is bizarre. Um. So let's go to track three. This is the studio version, the aforementioned American Skin 41 Shots. This is by Bruce Springsteen.
This is the song we we talked about it during I think the Rising episode that uh, Bruce wrote about uh, the Amadou Diallo, uh, the immigrant from uh, Guinea, who uh, the police uh, shot forty one times. Uh, terrible story. I they they start doing it again in concert in 2012 and 2013 because Trayvon Martin and they uh-huh. would dedicate it to Trayvon Martin, which then led to this studio version. Them saying like, let's actually lay a down a mm-hmm. studio version of it. Uh, interestingly, uh, perhaps uh, they chose a live version. So this is, I think this is a live vocal take and a live guitar, like Bruce guitar from rhythm take. From a show? From a show oh, that they isolated and then had- Studio. St- did a whole studio oh, track around. Yeah. Um, producer Ron Aniello thinks it's very overproduced and is ashamed of this track. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Um, I guess I would agree it's overproduced, but I do like the song. It's a good song. I wonder, I, I mean, I probably prefer the just simple Edible Street Yeah, version. I don't love this thing he's done in the past, like several albums where he's treating his, his voice. vocals, yeah, with the filter. Yeah, to make it. Yeah. I, I feel like they think it's super cool and Modern. cutting edge or something. Yeah. So this is... Uh, Tomarello really took his time with this guitar solo. Usually he's he says he's like a first take is probably mm-hmm. his best. But this one he thought he really loves this song, so he really wanted to do it justice, so did a ton of takes and uh kind of cut it cut it all together. Um Yeah, I, I mean I don't, I don't it's not mind it. I, I, I would yeah. have I, I like the song a lot. I would have put it later in the album though. Yeah, it's it it also is a seven and a half minute song. Yeah, this early in the record, it's 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 weird. It's a weird yeah song to put at number three after two kind of anomalous songs to start the album out right. with. Right. Um. All right, American Skin. Parentheses forty one shots. Um. Okay, let's go to track four. This is a. A song called Just Like Firewood, W-O-U-L-D. Um, this Crazy. is by uh, Bruce Springsteen.
Just like Firewood, this is a cover. This is the Australian band The Saints, and they were playing this on the Australia tour because uh, Springo added a bunch of Australian band songs. Yeah, they did uh, Back huh. in Black, a bunch of... Uh, did they play a Midnight Oil song? I know, I wish, or maybe a Hunters and Collectors song. That Ooh, would, we, that should do, we should do a Midnight Oil I guess it would be short. Or they have lots they of have albums. They have a ton of records. That's right. They still make records. Yeah, right? yeah. They're good. Um, Blue I'm Sky g- Mining was my favorite. Yeah. I'm going to pass on that idea, but I will say <laughs> that um, I do like them. <laughs> um, I just uh, yeah. uh, d- right. don't know whether anyone else would uh, follow us. But uh, hey, if you really want to hear that, uh, send us a postcard care of Go Fuck Yourself. Um, Is that one, two, three, Go Fuck Yourself uh, straight? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, I like this song a lot. Yeah, I I actually hearing this, I kind I kind of am like, maybe he should just do a whole covers album, sort of like this, or just an album of like fun country rock songs. Yeah, I don't know. It sound it sounds like M- John Mellencamp kind of like. Yeah, it's really good. It's fun. Yeah, I think it's an '80s song. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, it's uh just kind of straight ahead edible yeah. street. Uh, this is this is one of the highlights. Um, I just think that he had a few of these and then he's like, no, I can't do a whole, I can't do a full covers record. I mean, I would, I feel like this should open the album. Yeah. I mean, you're going to open the album with a cover. Why not a super fun? Well, I think I guess, they, they were in love with this version of High Hopes because yeah. I think they did it on tour so many times and it was just like, got the crowd pumped. Yeah. Um, but I, I do like this uh, a lot. Yeah. Um, All right, let's go for track five. This is a song called Down in the Hole. This is by a gentleman by the name of Bruce Springsteen. Fire keeps on burning, you're waiting 
Someone uh, forgot the filter. Yeah, that's press the wrong button. So weird. <laughs> um, this is a song. This is a rising outtake that purely like Ron. They didn't add anything to. This huh. was cut from the rising. Um, they think because of lyrical redundancy, like they just had too many songs like this. This is probably about the firefighter uh-huh. Lee ILP, uh, who went through the rubble of 9-11 for 91 days uh, until he found the body of his son, a firefighter named Jonathan. Um, oh God. Yeah, so down in the hole. Um, yeah, no, no uh, I don't think anything done to it. Just purely a song that they cut in from that. Doesn't seem to fit to me. What do you think, though? Yeah, but nothing really fits. Yeah. Um, That's maybe our criticism of the whole album. Yeah, but it's hodgepodge. Um, what do we think of it individually? I don't mind the song, really. Uh, it's... I could see it fitting on the rising a little bit better. I think we wanted to cut the rising down as it was. Yeah. So, but I, I could see it fitting better than there are right. a couple songs on there that are a little. It's a little strange to hear it right after just like firewood. Yeah. But, but I also, I don't know. It's a five minute song. Yeah. It's maybe not my favorite, yeah. but uh, but but subject matter is is definitely worth hearing, and yeah. it's cool to hear him paying tribute to that. Um, All right, let's hear the next track. This is Heaven's Wall. Little cowbell. This is by Bruce Springsteen. Heaven's Wall. I like that song. Yeah, this this one feels like an album track. If if it was more just straight ahead stuff like just like Firewood, yeah, and High Hopes. This is a Brendan O'Brien one that they overdubbed. I don't know which record this is mm. originally from. Sounds like it could have been Working on a Dream or yeah, it sounds like Working on a Dream because it's kind of got that gospel flavor that yeah. it was sort of going for a little bit. Um, but I but I like it. It's, I like it's it solid. I don't think it's exceptional. Yeah. I, the uh, by the way, the guitar solos are both done. They're like dueling guitar solos. They're both done by Tom Morello. Hmm. Um, 
but uh, we're not going to be able to hear that because it's not Later. happening right now and time. Oh, wait, here it is. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, shit. Fuck, fuck yeah. Go. Oh, oh shit. Go. Oh, fuck. Go. Answer him. Answer him. Yeah, what do you guys say about that? Oh, god fuck damn yeah. it. Um, so yeah, I give it a... I give it a C. A C? <laughs> I really like it. D oh. plus. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next track. This is Frankie Fell in Love by Bruce Springs. Church mass snoring News is out all over town Reggae fell in love Wake up boys, wake up You drunken choir boys, sing it up Our Juliet says Romeo's been found Reggae fell in got a little steven doing backing vocals and sort of going toe-to-toe with springy what do we think of frankie fellow i like it a lot so uh, this is a favorite this is one people say like why don't you do the whole album like this right this is this fits well with just like firewood yeah and heaven's wall um this was all overdubbed over a solo demo that springy Hmm. did um was, my daughter's name is frankie oh that's cool so i'm not sure how i feel about uh her the song being about her is this was written about about her yeah and this was 2014 so yeah see, maybe that's maybe too young you yeah think? but maybe I, he was I talking don't. about falling in love with you as parents huh okay well let me think about it okay <laughs> think about how that makes you feel yeah better or worse okay um yeah, I enjoy that one. Got a little country flair. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's wrong with some flair? I like flair. Sure. I would I would use one if my car broke down, I'll tell you that much. Oh, I tell yeah. you, anytime that I run out of gas, just flares. <laughs> flares. <laughs> At the gas station, which is <laughs> so dangerous. <laughs> hey, over here, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you just start shooting people with your flare gun. <laughs> Okay, let's go to, this is track eight, I believe. Is my uh, math correct on that? Yep. I'm eyeballing it. That works out. This is called This Is Your Sword by Bruce Springsteen. And brothers and sisters, listen to me. These are the few things that I leave to a sword of our fathers with lessons hard told The shield strong and sturdy from battles will fall Well, this is your sword, this is your shield This is the power of love revealed Carry with you wherever you go And give all the love that you have in your soul At times there are dark darkness covers the earth 
This is your sword. This is a song about uh, the day that Bruce was walking down Fifth Avenue and found a sword that somebody dropped. And no, it's not. Went up to him and said, hey, this is your sword. And then uh, went, that's a good song title. He was like, hey, uh, excuse me, this is your sword. Wait a second. <laughs> cut, hard cut to. I like this song. I like it. Yeah, this is one of the new ones, kind of uh, in the vein of, uh, you know, what we, what we like about it. Frankie fell in love, just like Firewood. Um, not a not something that was deemed not good enough to be on a regular record. And also, careful what you say about my daughter. Oh, sorry. Are, I, are you talking to me or are you talking to... I'm talking to you. You just said Frankie fell in love. Oh, uh, shit. I'm sorry. Oh, that's the name you of the song. You sound like one of the Mink Salmons, by the way. <laughs> Sounds like what? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about, but um, they're talking about their granddaughter, obviously, when they say stay away from my granddaughter. Um, so uh, I, I feel like we're in a good groove here with these three. Yeah. And we like just like firewood to a degree. Good groove, literally and figuratively. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go to track nine. This is Hunter of Invisible Game. This is about Hunter Biden. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> I hold my silver battle ditch, build me an ark, go for and pitch, sat down by the roadside and waited on. I am a hunter of invisible game Well, I woke last night to the heavy clicking and clack And a scarecrow on fire along the railroad tracks There were empty cities and burning plains I am a hunter Adam, what do we think of Hunter of Invisible Game? Seems like it would be hard to do, to, to go hunt something that's invisible. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you would waste ammunition, first of all. Probably, but they did it in The Predator. You're right. You know, and they they certainly tagged him with a few bullets. But the Predator wasn't technically invisible. You just had to he figure out how to see him. Yeah. Hmm, that's a good point. Maybe that's what he's talking about. Oh. Maybe he just mistitled the song. Is this song from the point of view of Stone Cold Steve Austin? <laughs> I think it might be. <laughs> Um, this is one of the new songs. I like this song. As well. I like it. I think it's good, like Palette Cleanser in a yeah. shorter record that was a little more consistent. Um, so I like it. Maybe we talk at the end about songs we would keep. Okay. All right. If you insist. Um, okay. So now we're up to track 10 of 12. Is that, uh, is my math checking out here? Let yes. me see. 10 of 12. Hold on. Hold on. Mm. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. 
give me one sec. Just checking one, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, ten of twelve. Great. <laughs> and this is um, the album uh, cut, the album version, not live version of the Ghost of Tom Joad. And this is a duet between Bruce Springsteen and Tom Morello. This is an all-new version of this. All-new, yes. But Although not really. We'll talk about that after. Okay. Men walking along the railroad tracks Gone someplace with no going back Highway patrol choppers coming up over reach Hot soup on a campfire under the bridge Silver line stretching around the corner Welcome to New World Order And we're sleeping in the cars in the southwest No home, no job, no peace, no rest Well, the highway's alive tonight but nobody's kidding nobody about where it goes I'm sitting down here in the campfire line Searching for the ghost of Tom Joe He pulls a prayer book out of his sleeping bag that's Tom Morello, by the way. Imagine that voice having a conversation with Adam. This is what he said during our conversation. Oh, really? So, yeah. It's a word for word. Yeah. I'm it, realizing he was just reciting lyrics. Were you at a concert, by the way? Yeah. Okay, I don't think this is a... I think he was on stage performing with Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, but I was talking to them. <laughs> um, what do we think about this version of The Ghost of Tom Joe? I like it. This was, I guess, cut to a live performance. I think the band, the band took a live performance and recorded around Springsteen's vocals. Uh, and then Tom Morello redid the solo note for note that he did in the live... Performance. Wait, so is any of this from the live? I don't think so. I think the basic Got tracks it. were done to the live performance, then Springo re-recorded re everything. Got it. Um. So all of this, though, Tom Morello listened to it back and replayed it exactly the same. So it's interesting. I mean, The Ghost of Tom Joad and American Skin, these are all 14 years old by this point. They're al you know, album versions of songs everyone knew. I'm, I'm kind of like, why don't they just put out a single with those two songs? And Wait, with which with, two songs? With American Skin and uh, Ghost of Tom Joad. Right. And then leave them off this album. But, but this album wouldn't exist without yeah. them or whatever. But, you know, I don't know. It's good. It's seven and a half minutes. 
Yeah. And American Skin's about seven, seven and, and a half. Yeah. yeah. So that's long. <sighs> All the things I could be doing in seven and a half minutes, I could take ten shits. I know. Um, See oh. now you're talking. <laughs> now you're talking my language. All right. This is track 11 of 12. This is The Wall. And this is not the Pink Floyd song, Floyd Fanatics. This is by Bruce Springsteen. Cigarettes and a bottle of beer. This poem that I wrote for you. This black stone and these hot tears. All I got left now of you I remember you in the marine uniform Laughing, laughing at your pound pony I read Robert McNamara, says he's sorry Your high boots and striped t-shirt I believe you looked so bad yeah, you and your rock and roll band It was the best thing this shit town ever had Another minute put your head with the families In rich dining halls An apology and forgiveness Got no place here at all Hit the wall This is a song about the Vietnam Veterans Memorial in Washington, D.C. Kind of an interesting story. He, I think uh, Bruce went to it to look for um, someone, one of his contemporaries in the either late 60s or or early 70s that everyone was like, this person's going to be famous like an incredible musician oh, who then wow. went to Vietnam and was killed in Vietnam. Um, well, I'm sorry I, I think, you know, Bruce has some residual guilt about not going, mm-hmm. even though, you know, he, I think, what exactly was he? He was medically unfit for some reason. I don't know. But he always wonders who took his place, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, a cool song. This is this This is one that he recorded before the rising, um, mm. in that session where he was uh, recording "My City of Ruins" and "American Skin" okay. and stuff, um, but I think I think totally redone with all these musicians. I don't mm-hmm. know. What do you think, Adam? I like it. It's good. <laughs> I well, I I think it's a it's interesting and it's it's a nice melody. I think it would fit on a different album. Yeah, it would fit nicely as like you said, like a palette cleanser how long is this song this one is 415 so not that it's a long little more reasonable a little more reasonable but when I, talk I, about yeah slowies. i like it i think i like the production on it okay we'll figure out if we're going to keep it or not all right this is the final song on the album proper and this is a cover of the band suicide um great band that um springsteen really liked wow three Three covers. That's Three great. covers. And uh, Springo would do this on his uh, his solo acoustic tours. He would do it on the organ to close out the show sometimes. So they huh. wanted to do a an album version of sort of of that. 
Would you say three cubs instead of three covers? Yeah, I probably would. Okay. Yeah, I think that just is cooler. Yeah, that's fine. It gives me a little more street cred. Yeah. Um, this is Dream Baby Dream by Bruce Springsteen. Dream baby dream Dream baby dream Dream baby dream Come on dream baby dream Come on and dream baby dream Gotta keep the light burning Come on, we gotta keep the light burning Come on, we gotta keep the light burning Come on, we gotta keep the light burning Come on and dream, baby, dream Gotta keep the fire burning Come on, gotta keep the fire burning Come on, we gotta keep the fire burning Come on and dream, baby, dream Come open up your heart Come on and open up your heart Come on and open up your heart Come on, dream on, dream, baby, dream Come on It builds from there I think this is a great cover. Yeah, I really like it. Um, the late Alan Vega from Suicide said that this would be what he would want to hear on his deathbed. Don't know whether he uh, achieved that, but um, yeah, they sort of had a had a mutual admiration. Spring Suicide doesn't seem like a band that Springsteen no. would be into, but he really liked them. And then uh, Suicide covered Born in the USA. Which just came out in the last year or so. Can we hear the suicide version of Dream Baby Dream? Yeah, yeah. It was produced by uh, Rick Ocasek. Um, and it's kind of a Lou Reed yeah. sort of feel. Like, you know, that suicide did uh, kind of drone music in a way um, before anyone really knew what that was. But, REM uh, covered Ghost Rider. Oh, yeah. On, like a B side of. Yeah. Pop song, I think. Okay, this is the suicide version. You could almost make a case that Springo's version is better, but this version is so kind of ingrained in my yeah, I, past. I like them both. They're, but they're both great. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it was always great to hear him do that uh, live on his solo tour, and I think that's a great studio version of it. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, very cool. All right. So then we're going to hear four songs from the American Beauty EP. 
which was the EP he put out a few months later with castoffs from this album. I mean, this it didn't even make the this it's crazy album, <laughs> but they put out four songs on this EP. Um, and this is American Beauty by Bruce Springsteen. think of american beauty i really like this song yeah i know it should have been on it's it. so good this by the way the the reason this ep exists is they put it out for record store day oh so they wanted to support record store they have these four songs and they're like let's just do this for record store day this is such a good song i, I don't know why it's not <laughs> forgot about this song yeah it's really good okay um let's hear track two from this ep extended play this is a song called mary mary this is by bruce springsteen heard they seen you yesterday in charlestown heard about that story going round round all i got's a Book of love with pages won't clean through Circle of gold and one bleeding tattoo Mary, Mary, where have you gone to? think of mary mary i really like this song too it's good yeah i feel i like i don't think it's exceptional but i i think it would have fit on the record yeah as a nice especially if there weren't all these overblown stuff in the actual i feel like that's better than a lot of this stuff on the album we'll find out whether you're going to keep it on your ultimate version okay of high hopes um let's go to track three of four of these uh, cast offs from the American Beauty EP. This is Hurry Up Sundown by Bruce Springsteen.
like all these songs because they're short too. <laughs> yeah, like, and they're all just like really good pop songs. Yeah, this kind of reminds me of REM in a lot of ways. Yeah, or like like '90s, uh, late '90s REM, or early 2000s. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, okay, we'll find out at the end whether you'll put that on your ultimate version of this. High you're hopes. really <laughs> now. This is just Deep snowballing <laughs> into an event. This is going to be a Fortnite event. Um, all right, this is the final song. This is uh, the fourth song from the American Beauty EP. This is called "Hey Blue Eyes." Hey, by Bruce Springs. They're holding a committee A treason and lies Double speak and sedition Then somebody dies From the hell the smell of lilacs And the repeat of guns She closes the window and draws the blind her first touch sucks the air from my lungs Hey blue eyes What you do tonight Hey blue eyes Yeah, it's alright She says In this house we've abandoned history In this house there are no laws uh, I'm going to fade it out because uh, it's another shorty, but um, this is re- was recorded for Magic, and this was a, even though it sounds like a Hey Blue Eyes, it sounds like a love song, it's actually a, uh, a, an attack on the Bush administration. The uh, blue-eyed person addressed in the chorus is, at least metaphorically, a jailer at Guantanamo Bay. Um, what do we think of Hey Blue Eyes? Uh, I think it's fine. <laughs> What are you know. typing? I'm creating my ultimate. Oh, hell yeah. Album. Hell yeah. Oh my God. This is going to be amazing. Um, what do you think? I like it. I think, I think I like it more than the, the super loud overblown stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. So you're creating your ultimate playlist. I'm going to do the same. Okay. Um, I'm moving them into a different playlist. I'm going to sort of rearrange the order a little bit. Uh, so am I. Are you really? Yeah. Well, guess what? I am too. Well, I'm doing it right now. Um, I'm doing it better than you. I'm doing it way before you did. Okay, I'm done. What? <laughs> it's just a cursory stab. But um, I did my ultimate version, and um, I'm interested to hear what yours is and how long yours is whenever you're ready, Adam. Mine is... Ten songs. Mine's 11. Interesting. How long is yours? Mine's 43 minutes. Mine's 39 minutes. Oh, I bet that we have the same songs, only I added one that maybe you wouldn't have. What song opens your album? What are we calling this album? We're calling this High Hopes, the ultimate Adam and Scott edition. Okay. 
Um, I'm, you know what, I'm going to open it with high hopes just cause it's the title track. And I think it is a burst of energy. Um, it's not, okay. it's not my favorite, but I, uh, but you know, I'd open with it. What about you? I'm opening with American beauty. That's my number two song. Yeah. What's your number two? Just like firewood. Just like firewood. That's my number three. What's your number three? Heaven's wall. That's my number five. What's your number four? (laughs) (laughs) I go Mary Mary after Just Like Firewood. Is your number three. Is my number four. I go High Hopes, American Beauty, Just Like Firewood, Mary Mary, Heaven's Wall, Frankie Fell in Love, Hurry Up Sundown, This Is Your Sword, Hunter of Invisible Game, Hey Blue Eyes, Dream Baby Dream. Hold on one sec. I bet you didn't pick Hey Blue Eyes. But everything else is the same. I. Oh my god, the excitement is just building. I this, um, this is an incredible event. Fucked up and deleted everything. N- no, I <laughs> I didn't add a song that I meant. To Which the, one did you mean? Because this you, is your sword. I meant to have on here, and it wasn't here. Okay, so you got it on there now. So yours is eleven songs. 11 songs. And it is, since that's a 250, it's probably around 42 minutes. 42 minutes. Okay, okay. so what are mine is American Beauty, Just Like Firewood, Heaven's Wall, Frankie Fell in Love, Hunter of Invisible Game, Hurry Up Sundown, This Is Your Sword, The Wall, Dream Baby Dream, Mary Mary. No. <laughs> Fuck. Wait. What? What's wrong? You wanted Mary Mary. You like Mary Mary. I do, but this is not the order. I I wanted it to end on Dream, Dream Baby, Baby Dream. Dream. That's fine. So we'll go. We'll go Mary Mary before Dream Baby Dream. So the 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 the, the you you pick the wall instead of Hey Blue Eyes. That's the no. Only I have difference. Hey Blue Eyes on. Oh, you do. The only one from the EP I didn't choose. Oh no, I did not want Hey Blue Eyes. I, I know. Play. Okay, so <laughs> mine is ten songs. <sighs> 10 songs, 38 minutes. List your 10 songs. American Beauty, Just Like Firewood, Heaven's Wall, Frankie Fell in Love, Hunter of Invisible Game, Hurry Up Sundown, This Is Your Sword, Mary Mary, The Wall, Dream Baby Dream. Great. Okay, so you didn't use High Hopes at all. No. Uh, You didn't use Hey Blue Eyes, um, and you put The Wall on instead of me. I used High Hopes, I used Hey Blue Eyes. Um, But other than that, we're pretty... Pretty much the same and around the same track listing. Although so. I would move the wall. Okay. <laughs> Build the wall. That's what I would do. Build oh, that yeah. wall. Make Mexico pay for it. Um, uh, the wall would go between This Is Your Sword and Mary Mary. And then after Mary Mary, Dream Baby Dream. Wonderful. I think we're pretty similar in in our likes and dislikes on this. I, I do think just put out an just put out a digital single with those two songs. I don't mind them all that much, American Skin and and Tom Joad. I just don't think they belong on same. I this l- I really like those songs. I just don't think they fit on the album. And I personally think the wall is really good. I just don't think it belongs on this album either. I think I'd put it out earlier or do something else with it. But fine, fine. Um. So high hopes in general. What are our thoughts? I mean, I don't really think it works, but there's some really good songs on it. Sometimes you have something like a broken drum. It doesn't work, right? But you also can't beat it. And <laughs> this is a little more like it doesn't work. Um, but and you can beat it. <laughs> and you can't beat it. Um, it's not a well-regarded record in his discography. If you look at 
Springsteen albums ranked, it's usually down. Although Rolling Stone gave it four and a half out of five stars. Hell yeah, they did. And it was the number two album of the year. (laughs) It did debut at number one on the Billboard 200, uh, which, you know, is not incredibly hard to do at that point in time if you're a huge star um, because you have an enormous group of fans who are still buying records um, at the time. But, uh, and you know, if nothing else... He and Jimmy Fallon appeared on uh, the show singing the uh, Chris Christie song. (laughs) Um, And um, it'll be interesting to hear where it uh, lands on our ranking of all of Springsteen's records. And as a programming note, we we are going to we got so many uh, requests to do a Western Stars uh, episode Mm -hmm. just focusing on that. Um, We're going to fit it in. Sure. Um, before Adam has to leave for a little town called New York City. Heard of it? I have um, to get back to a show that some of you may like called Succession. What is it again? Succession. Succession, that's right, yeah. yeah. We're, the, remaking, the next generation. we're remaking Succession. <laughs> um, so join us next week for a Western Stars um, episode. We'll catch you up as to what happens after this um because they do go on a big high hopes tour mm-hmm. um and uh maybe not huge but they they definitely keep kind of the momentum going mm-hmm. of having tom morello um i think springo calls it the most well attended um show of their career um shows or tour of their career really yeah, like the most successful, well attended because they went everywhere with it too. Huh. Like they went to places they had only been on the Amnesty tour. Huh. Um, I think he's just like having a ball touring at yeah. this point. Um, meanwhile, little Steven filming Lily Hammer. So he didn't go on that. Tour. He was not on this tour. Yeah, I think Tom Morello was was solely on this tour. Hmm. Um, and then we'll catch you up on what happens in between then and Western Stars because. There's a few uh, really interesting things that that uh, he does in between those. But that's going to be on our next episode. That's going to do it for this episode. Adam, it's always great to spend time with you. You too, buddy. Um, we'll see you next time. But until then, we hope that you found what you're looking for. Bye. Bye.